Action Park Media. All right, welcome to Victory the Podcast, live from the Smokehouse in Burbank. Wow. What's so crazy here? Yeah, Jinx, they wowed us. Wow like, what's so nuts is that Connolly, who who I try to do, I want to do like six a week. Connolly's normally like, eh, nah, it's too much, too much. But we're in the middle of a shoot. Connolly is not because he wrapped for the day. Right, but, but I'm here I'm here for the podcast. Component. Very nice of you. But we still have a big shot, and that's why Kevin Dillon... Uh, this is what happens when you're, when you're recording the podcast live from a location on day five. But it's really sick because we have an incredible scene coming up with Kevin Dillon. John C. McGinley, Charlie Sheen, yeah, Melanie, our friend from TMZ, right. and uh, I don't want to wear Dylan out here. So no, I'll not be right. I always get, I always yeah. get fired up, but we just did an epic scene yeah. earlier. I yeah. just want to say I don't want to talk about the content of that scene. Yeah, but um, there's so much in that scene that makes me happy from my childhood, my love of yeah, film. I mean, we could say yeah. it without giving anything of the plot away, it's a platoon reunion of sorts. Yeah. Well, John it's, it's, put, Charlie it's putting a group together. You've worked with John McGinley since, not, yes. not Charlie, right? No. For, did a, for, a Midnight Clear with John? A Midnight Clear. Oh, yeah. Wow. Charlie and John also worked together. So. Wall Street. Is yeah, that it? A couple times. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, A Midnight Clear, by the way, is a great movie and another Kevin Dillon movie in his canon of films. Um, How you feeling five days in, Doug? You know what? I Obviously, we worked together before, and Entourage was magical, amazing, life-changing for all of us. There's something extra special about this. It feels, I guess, mm -hmm. we have more experience now. I, right. I feel much more comfortable on set than I did then. I don't know if yeah. you guys can see that. I can but, see it 100%. Yeah. You definitely seem to be having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're happier. I am. I, you know what? I think with Entourage, I was so nervous all the time and like pressure, pressure, yeah. pressure. Yeah, and you like obviously I had no money when we started, so you really needed it to work to make money. Right. Um, this I don't want to lose any money, and I don't want to lose our producer Ted Fox's <laughs> money. But I'm having the best time, and I'm watching you guys. And really, what I'm saying is, and I know you guys are working and you're doing great. And and some asshole on Instagram said something nasty about Connolly. Said, like, by the way, the nasty. I was the compliment. The guy told me it's to lay off the Botox. <laughs> so that's amazing. <laughs> lay off the Botox. You lay off the Botox. I take it as a compliment. I, I like the tweet. I actually liked it. Dougie, Dougie. Dylan's got a perfect game going through seven. Yeah, going through perfect seven. game going through seven. And he's so, we're so not, um, not that he's not always, but he's so happy. And I think I sent you guys a message last night. And there was nothing bullshit about it. It was just like, guys, I am just loving this. And Dylan sends back, I think we caught lightning in a bottle. And that's what I feel. Yeah. Who right. knows what will happen. Right. But yeah. um, Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. I feel the same. It's well, just, it really feels great. And we're definitely having fun. And that counts as something. I'm having, I mean, I'm don't having get me wrong. It's tough work. Right. Yeah. It's been a long day. You got a lot I of got, stuff. I got my car. So I'm driving around. My, my car has become the, the, picture uh, the picture car. So I'm driving around. This Mine too. 69. Right, Camaro. Dylan's, Camaro, Dylan's got which, a '69 Camaro convertible in perfect, perfect, perfect condition, and they're literally they're suction cup cameras mounting <laughs> cameras on the thing. I'm like, Kevin's like, yikes! I hadn't really thought about this. I was yeah. like, Kev, if any crew is going to be doing it, it's yeah, these guys. So you don't feel as bad that my Tesla Model Y is also being rigged to lease, bro? <laughs> which is worse in a way because they'll hit you up on that. Yeah, they'll look at every right, little exactly. thing yeah. and every dent. But oh, we did some driving scenes uh, this morning with the, you know, and it's, you know, it, it still is. There's a responsibility. I mean, you got that giant camera, and we're shooting yeah. film, so you got this film camera mounted onto a '69 Camaro. 
convertible with Dylan and I driving around Burbank. It yeah. was pretty fun. It was cool. It's pretty fun. What but was it was it? hot out there. I had, I had, I had the, it was a hot day, 80 degrees. Oh, God. Uh, well, you don't it, go to the Valley this time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, and there's that great picture of Dylan and I. We were at the light, and it was so hot, I opened up an umbrella, and Dylan and I were sitting under an umbrella, squeezed <laughs> together like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Look like Thelma and Louise squeezed <laughs> in together. It was it's, pretty fun. It's really amazing, though. But also, you know, the, the way I always wrote with you guys is once I met you, once I cast you, like sort of elements of your real life came in. But, you know, uh, I think his name was Maurice who did the opening titles, which we talked about. He picked the Lincoln Continental, had nothing to do with me. He pitched an idea, and I was like, great, love it. And the second I saw the footage of him, like, that's Johnny Drama's car. But in reality, Kevin, Dylan, Johnny Drama, you mix them up. They didn't, you didn't become this car enthusiast. That's what you were. You were this I old school was, yeah. American I car I wanted guy. it to be a muscle car. Do you remember? Yeah. I, was like, I think Johnny Drama would be more of a muscle car guy. Yeah. Turns out, no, Johnny Drama's perfect with the Lincoln. It's, it's that amazing. Was just but it's absolutely also- ideal. And you can get four guys in that car. Right. It'd be a little tight in this Camaro. <laughs> Dylan, but it's perfect for this. Funny yeah. story. I'm sure I've told this on the podcast before, but I remember when we first started shooting with the Lincoln on Entourage, and Kevin's like, you know what? I think I'm going to buy this car and yeah. rent it to production. And I said, I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> well, I, think it's buy, a terrible- I couldn't buy that actual car because that was the guy who owned that car, right. and he wouldn't have given up that deal, but I would have bought a black Lincoln. Same thing. I would have painted it, reupholstered it, made it look exactly the and same. And they would have used yours? I should have done it. Didn't do it. I'm pretty mistake. sure he DM'd me today. Is his name John, who owns the yeah. car? Yeah. Okay, so he DM'd me today, sent me a picture of the car, which looks mint, and he said, if you need the car, it's on standby. And I actually think uh, wow. what's interesting in this show, maybe it'll come back in you, this show. You know, you know what's funny, Kev? Tell, can you tell the story? Weren't, weren't you going to do something with on Porn Stars, the yes. show Porn Stars, where, but the guy wants so much money for the car, yeah, right? Yeah, she went to Rick Harrison and said, I want this number, and I think Rick went, you're out of your mind. Even for, even, 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 even for a TV show, was, it was high. What was the number? It was a million at least. What's the matter? No, it's just. Yeah. We have a shot yeah. going in like five seconds. Live. Yeah. This is a live podcast. <laughs> it's a live podcast, and I, I actually but love it. But yeah. even for even for the TV show Pawn Stars, which listen, at the end of the day, it's still a TV show. The guy yeah. Rick was like, "Listen, man, if you're That's if you're talking much. about that, I can't. I, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was it was like something. Oh, something it could like have been that. over a million. I, I think it was something crazy. That's I think yeah. really worth. It. Probably I mean, somewhere. If it wasn't the Entourage car, that car would be worth maybe. $80,000. Wow. Right. That's pretty crazy since the Entourage sneakers sold for $90,000. And, and we also, yeah. we also on that last day of season eight, we're in the hangar. The guy came over and he he opened the glove box. He's like, do you guys mind signing this? I knew Well, he asked me, do like, you think you get the other guys? I was like, guys, will you sign the glove box? I said, I'll do it. Right. So we all did and it. We all did it. We all did it. But that car. I know that Jeremy car, didn't want to do it, but right. he did he it anyway. You know how I feel, though? Uh, who cares? Like, yeah. yeah. That's, I was that's like, I'll give it saying. to him. We, the car was special. And if he it gets to make money, God yeah. bless him. I, I mean, us not signing it doesn't. Yeah. Help hurt. It doesn't change it anything help. for it us. It helped. Oh, it helped, oh, it helped him. It, but it didn't help or hurt us. Yeah. Like who no, cares? No, no, it didn't we were there. Whatever you signed. Yeah. That's, kind of, that's kind of how I look at it. And, you know, like in perspective of, of, of things that go on with the TV shows, it's like I'm looking at all this crew that we have working on this show, who are on Entourage, who are working at really discounted rates. And and I think it is important to look at it because we know the stars. The writers, the directors, they get all the credit, but our fucking crew yeah. is killing it. And yeah, Dave Burkle, who was, yeah. you know, our operator, season one of Entourage, and then became cinematographer on Entourage. Yeah. 
I mean, he's he's operating again to save us money, and yeah, he's also one of the best operators in the business. He is, but he's also fifty years old now. Director of photography as well, so he's kind of he's holding this rig, which I want to get into. Bench press is three hundred and forty pounds. He's a beast. I just can't believe he can (laughs) walk after this because I'm exhausted just standing at the monitor and I'm not doing anything. But he's lifting. But what I wanted to talk about because Dylan is so old school. We're shooting on film, which was really important to me and Dave Perkle. We wanted this thing to look authentic and retro and feel, you know, again, like the model and we'll see what it comes out. It was, it was um, Once Upon a Time in love Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I love it. I love the look I of it. Too. I love, I you know, Richardson who shot it and I, I love all of Quentin, but it's just a, it's a beautiful looking movie and it makes me like wish for Hollywood and, and Connolly actually just Once Upon a Time in Hollywood moment. Connolly saw it at the premiere and called me. He said, he said, there's going to be like a moment in the movie where you're going to be like, oh, where's this going? And then the ending is going to fucking crush you. Yeah. And it did. And I don't know, Dylan, if you ever saw this. Yeah. I started crying the first time I saw the ending of that movie because it is like what history could be like if they walked through this other door or if something happened. Yeah. I just yeah, think yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. part of this show, which to me has a lot of personal aspects of my life and what I've seen of you guys in, in our lives, it just it has that feeling of like, Retribution with Charlie Sheen and second chances and yeah, opportunities. Yeah. And, and also, anybody listening to this, jump on Google and Google the Smokehouse. Yeah, we're yeah. in a piece of old school oh, Hollywood, yeah, right across from Warner Brothers. Place, I think on all these photographs and old pictures, autographs and, and whatnot. It's Didn't really cool. Me, like name his production company after this place. Is that possible? Something? I, I mean, like, something uh, like that. Listen, we're we're literally a hundred yards away from you know where they the Fred and Soundstage. We're right across from Warner Brothers. Uh, like remember what we said when I was driving the Camaro earlier? I said, hey, if we're lucky, you know, eight to ten years from now, we'll all be signing this glove box. Oh, you know what I mean? This Not car the Tesla Wire. This would be the car, right? Maybe even the Tesla. Yeah, Dylan, well, you'll be renting your car back. You'll be renting the 69 Camaro back to production for sure. But what I want, I want to say about both you guys, and, uh, you know, we've got, you know, one of my best friends who put a lot of money in. I, I mean, I was, I was, I've put some some good money in, and I'm stressed about that. But he came in, and the budget has has ballooned significantly, and he hasn't missed a a, a blink. And he was sitting there watching you guys, uh, particularly in the diner scene, and and just was like, this is insane like these guys i think because he's sort of friendly with you now because he's mm-hmm. been around the thing he forgot how good you guys are and how you turn it on in a second and i don't know i really feel like this whole thing is fucking magical i'm watching these yeah. scenes and i don't know it's different. agreed agreed yeah and, yeah. and so i want to know because from, in the uh, sorry to interrupt yeah. you but i think because we're sort of doing this independently and there's no like studio pressure yeah. or kind of network pressure. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, you know, mom and dad are away on vacation. Like let's have yeah. a party. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like all, we're, doing all the, we all, do. we're doing what we yeah. want to do or yeah. what Doug wants to do. But I mean, it's yeah. been, it's been, look, there's production things that are, they're stressful. I mean, we're sitting in the back, <laughs> back room of the smokehouse. They're lighting a big shot. Like we're yeah. tired. We're back at it again tomorrow. But I mean, I'm, I'm having, I'm having a great time. But I appreciate that you say how, how, what I want to do. But the truth is, is, I've built this just like I did with Entourage. This is a real collaboration. I mean, John McGinley's got things he wanted to talk about that are in the scene, and Charlie's yeah. got lines. That he want, and I know where it all came from, just like I did on Entourage. I know where this line came from. I know where that line came from. I know where this moment came from. And I think, for me, what's always important is to build the, the structure that can we can fuck around in and we can go wherever. But Dylan comes into this scene yesterday. I'm not going to say what it is. Oh, man. He's got one line. And... 
What I say? I say Dylan just stole a four-page scene with that one line. But I also got to chill, and I don't know. I actually wanted to watch it, and I'm, I don't want to draw attention to this because I know Dylan might get sensitive. You pulled up, and it could have been 15 years ago. Like I, I Dylan looks good. He, he looks unbelievable. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I think that we're all Dylan's looking pretty been, good. Dylan's been working out, but I think he pulled up. Uh, I got a little impingement on <laughs> my left shoulder there. I did a little uh, military a, press. You have a nude scene coming up. What are you going to do about Dude, it? Dude, I'm just we're gonna have lots to of body right makeup. So, shoulder feels great. But. Yeah, so everyone says, just chest. Everyone says, oh, don't make this show PC. I promise you, this show's not PC, but you know, maybe some male nudity out of Kevin Dillon might be yeah, a little... Yeah, yeah. Is we're that something need a bigger lens. We're going to need a bigger lens. <laughs> Go to the 135. We're going to need a longer lens. 135. But we're having a great, a great time. And one of the things, like, you know, we're, we're leaving it all out. We're putting it all on the screen. So it, it, the, the trailer thing is kind of funny. Yeah, you know, I mean, for those of you, like, we have, we have, a, we have, a, I guess you would call it a honey wagon, right? It's one yeah, trailer with yeah. like six, six rooms. Yeah. And uh, it smells terrible. <laughs> it smells terrible. Like, <laughs> they, like, it smells like, but, you know, we're, it's funny. You got Charlie Sheen. You know, Dylan, what, what John McGinley said, yeah. he goes, we all knew what we were signing up for. <laughs> you know what? I really didn't realize, because are you ready, Gary Goldman? Gary oh, look at this. By the way, this is oh, this is what's good. Go. This is live podcasting. Go. Gary Goldman, first AD. Are you ready for are you ready for us? Yes, okay. I am. Can I just finish one thought though? Because I gotta get it. Because I want you you guys to speak to this. The fact that there are no egos on the show, Gary Goldman, who, yes, Kevin Connolly worked on Kissing a Fool oh, boy. 30 years Did ago. Did you really? And is still yeah. with us. And that's when we that. met. And then, you know, as soon as I ran into him, I brought him on Tundra. But Charlie Sheen, one of the biggest television stars in the history of the business. At one point, one of the biggest movie stars in the business. He pulls up yesterday, oh my gets God. to parking, and the parking person says, uh, are you background? And <laughs> no, Charlie said, hey, I'm not sure where to park. Do I just leave my car? They said, are you background? He said, no, 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 I'm one of the actors. And I was on the phone with him, so I heard the whole thing, and and, and no ego about it. And then he gets into this trailer, which is literally the size oh, of man. an airplane bathroom. Yeah, and not even, it's barely. I started it's feeling barely. bad, and Martin Sheen's in one, and he's in one, which when we come back after we should see him and talk about Martin Sheen. But the only thing I want to say is Charlie comes back today, and as if we were punking him, the uh, the the parking person says, a different parking person, are you back? background? He's no. like, did you guys put him up to the, you guys put him yeah, up really? to the, he thought we were joking But then that. Charlie, you know what he said? He said, uh, I, I'm, I'm one of the stars. I'm one, no, I'm not background. I'm one of the stars. No, but he didn't say it with any attitude. <laughs> no, said, all oh, the humility in the world. Why, why'd you say that today? And he goes, you know what? I, I got a confidence boost after yesterday. And he was serious because Charlie nice. was nervous yesterday. He said he hadn't acted in a while. And you guys, he's crushing it. Yeah, he yeah, banged, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like putting on an old shoe for a guy like yeah, him. I mean, he right, right, just killed it right away. Up. All right, anyway, we're going to go to a break. And when we're going to come back with a second part well, we're of the podcast. Shoot yes, but in the meantime, we're going to shoot some films. All right, welcome back, Victory the Podcast. I'm Kevin Connolly. It's a very untraditional segment that we're doing here. I am... Well, not live. We're podcast live right now behind the scenes of the untitled Doug Allen pilot. Right now I'm looking at John C. McGinley, Kevin Dillon, and Charlie Sheen. We're outside the smokehouse. Doug is directing away, and he appears to be, I don't want to say grouchy, but there's something going on. So they're working their way through a scene. So uh, I'm just trying to stay out of sight, out of mind. I also want to try to stay out of Charlie's way because he's not a big... uh, media guy podcast guy yet we're, we're getting him used to it but um yeah we're looking at a couple legends right here we will have dylan and doug back but right now these guys are deep 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 into the into the work i would say but i am here with sarah sanderson doug ellen's longtime lady friend and girlfriend sarah how do you think it's going i think it's going amazing doug's happy right now how's doug feeling 
I think Doug overall is happy, but right now he's getting a little grouchy. I agree with you. It's right. It's getting late. Ted, producer Ted Foxman. Ted, what you, what's going on? Doug's been great, but right now he's got some things on his mind, yeah? I think he's white-knuckling it through this last hour here. There's been a lot of downtime, so, uh, so it's been a little bit hard to get a rhythm. And now he's finding it again. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what happens on set. A lot of times it's not, all, uh, it's not all action. It's a lot of standing around, setting up, lights. Um, and now time is, here he is, he's coming. Hi, Doug, Kevin Connolly here, Victory the Podcast. This is real? This is real. This is going to be in the episode. How are you feeling? It's been great, but it's getting tense? No, no, no. I don't think it's getting tense. I think, um, I think we put Dylan through the ringer today. He's had a long fucking day. It's not that he's not killing it, but I think he's, he's really wrapped. So we got to get this. And um, I just can't believe you're, like, on the move on a podcast all of a sudden. This is so weird. Like, I try to do, like, these all day and all night, and you're fucking like, no, we don't need it today. It's too much. We're live podcasting. Okay, they're calling rolling um, as we speak. As you can hear, I don't know if you could hear sounds of production right, happening. Lots of energy. Lots of energy. Let's do it. What did you say, Doug? Lots of energy. Oh, wow. Doug just barked at a bunch of legends. All right, so we obviously we had to protect the content, so we had to we had to dip to black to uh, protect contents. And Doug and Ted Foxman would kill me, but apparently that take went really well. Everybody seems fairly pleased. Um, Doug is discussing with the actors. We don't want to get a word from Charlie. He's in the middle of the scene. I'm personally losing my mind, which is why I'm live podcasting. Doug, how was that take for you? The take is so good. And Dylan, you know what? I thought. Okay. Am I allowed to say this? Because he might get mad at me. I thought he was tired in the last one, but he was actually playing a beat. I gave him what I thought was the adjustment, and the whole scene just fucking went bananas to me. I don't so we have you to credit for a successful no, take. We have the we have the the Kevin Dillon's ability to turn whatever take I want. Note, take a note and turn on. Take it. a note and do it. You know, and maybe his way was better, but this will be the way that's in the show. So. Exactly. At the end of the day, it's your call. Rolling, rolling. That's it. It's rolling, rolling. There's some serious acting happening right now. I'm whispering. Dylan's on fire in this take. Gee, awesome, awesome. Super powerhouse Dave Perkle is fucking walking backwards with a 60-pound rig, and he's he's 50 now. But he's Maybe he benches 340 or something. I'm pretty sure he can handle that camera. Eyes on this guy. Are, uh, they're insane. You like to look at other men's thighs? I mean, I, I, I know I couldn't do that job. But I'll tell you. No, you could not do that job. Rolling, rolling. Tiny man. Just to be clear. <laughs> All right, take six. I love this. Love this. Doug doesn't call action, which is weird. Cut. All right. I, I love it. I want one more just for fun, and then we'll go. Right. Doug right. wants one. Doug's taking a freebie. Doug is taking a freebie. Doug is taking a freebie. Here we go. The sounds of production are happening around us. It's great content. Riveting, riveting, riveting podcast content. I'm going to have to call on Kevin Corrigan to... Uh, we don't want to give away any content here, Kev. Doug will have our heads. We just want to hear sounds of production. One of your sounds of production. Doug, freebies up? Freebies up. You know my freebies, though. I always give a little something. But, uh, freebies with notes? Yeah, freebies with notes, but I think it's fucking great. All we need is a little tiny bit of energy, and we call right, it. It's the end of the day. Like, let's dial it up. Dig deep. Dig deep. It's time to dig deep. Let's call. You should call action. Doug, tell him. Yeah, let's have you call action. Doug Ellen's about to call action. And action. That's weird because nobody moved. Doug called action. They don't listen to Doug, they listen to me. Cut and honestly perfect, amazing day. All right. 
turning around. So Doug seems apparently to have loved that take. And I think we're turning around for the final, final shot. It's called the martini shot. Martini shot is commonly referred to as the final shot of the day. It's the martini shot. In olden days, they would drink a martini during the final shot because it meant that they were close to wrapping up. It's a little piece of Hollywood history for you. Talk about the martinis coming up. We're doing a wild line, so we gotta be quiet. Doug is now pressuring me to get John McGinley on the podcast. Let's hear Doug. Victory of the podcast live, Doug. So we just did a wild line just for uh, just for sound. So and then we're gonna flip around for the martini. You know what the martini where that derives from? Uh, I don't. Jake. Never heard of the martini? Yes. I've heard Flip of it. it. I don't know where it derives from. That's like the last shot of the day. So in the old days, they would start to drink a martini. Makes sense? Makes sense. That's why I get the big bucks and I podcast live. I don't know. Now, let so me talk. I, we got to decide if we'd wrap John McGinley or keep him around. So yeah, keep right it, keep him. Flip it. Flip it. We'll be right back. We're back. Look at he's taking my shit. Yeah. He's taking my shit. Can let, me, I, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Charlie thinks that we're nuts, like oh yeah. jumping in here between takes? As well, I think <laughs> he's watching us right now. I think the real us. nuts. He's judging it, you. Well, it worries me because I think uh, he's going. My director has no focus whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but can I tell you the truth is, this actually makes me focus more. It energizes me instead of me sitting around for an hour waiting for the shot to get set up. Uh, I, I agree. It focuses me. I and agree. I was really tired doing this scene. I, I was trying to get up the energy, and after doing this, it kind of yeah. helped. Well, you you just crushed it. And, and what happened was we do a scene, and, and Charlie, why I love this group so much is because, first of all, everyone knows their lines, which is a change. That helps. It yeah. helps. <laughs> but it, it gives you a chance to fuck around. But then Charlie comes to me after the scene and says, uh, don't you think it needs something? And I said, yeah, yeah. And he gives me a line, and then I do it. And then Connolly yep. goes, great ad to me, which yeah, um, yeah. I took the credit. Like, who's going to know? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's going <laughs> to say. We all know now. Yeah. Well, well, you know, the Victory Podcast audience knows. But this show is going to be so much bigger than if this. I right? can, if I could say, I think that addition changed the whole scene. I, I, you know what? It I, was neat. I don't yeah. disagree. And then the Sometimes other Sometimes you have to see it to understand what wasn't yeah. working, yeah. if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's why I think the, the script is, it's a guideline, but we know, especially since we have such a, a group of quick-witted people, Charlie, McGinley, Dylan, Connolly, we can always come up with new stuff, and we can always make it, because this is so authentic and organic, it's like, we're always going to make it real. But I, I think that's trailer, good. bro. I would like a bigger trailer as well. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that. That will not be the season one um, one that doesn't reek of urine. No one and really plus I'm said sharing, to me. Kind of sharing one with Dylan, right? I, so know, it's like, I, I hear him rustling around, changing. And <laughs> I hear noises. you doing other things. And I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> but when I saw Charlie's trailer, I was I was horrified. Yeah. And by the way, it wasn't just Charlie's trailer. There's Martin, Martin Sheen, Sheen next oh, to him. No, that's the one I was thinking. Martin about. Martin said to Olivia, "You know what? Why don't you just take my? Because I don't think I'm going to go back in there." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you think so? Yeah, this clothes well, waiting for him. He was ready to get dressed in the park as opposed to go back in the trailer. I do want to talk about that, though, because yesterday, um, for me, Wall Street growing up was one of my favorite movies. Martin and Charlie's relationship in that movie reminded me a lot of my father and my relationship in life. And I watched that movie when I was a kid when I could never imagine I'd be in the business. Platoon was around the same time. And then yesterday, we're on the set where, I'm not going to lie, I'm like, I don't know what Martin Sheen's condition is i know my father i probably wouldn't like roll him out on the set right now so i'm like and also does he does he get what we're doing here does yeah, he, he like does. what we're doing he here does. well 
does he get it? I mean, I watch one take and I go, Oh my God, like this is sick. And Kevin Colley wasn't in the scene. You watched it. I mean, yeah, uh, I did. I, I like, I'm dude. You think I'm standing around here because, uh, I like podcasting. Yeah, I, you're I'm, a freaky I'm, fan. Yeah. No, you are I a little like, creepy. You're a little stock tip Davey. Yeah, e. Right. Stock e. tip Davey. That owns this content. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I honestly, like for me, you know, I could have went home hours ago, but I really, really am, am having fun and I like watching what we're doing here. And I've been looking forward to this particular scene at the smokehouse for quite some time. So yeah. we did gonna, not disappoint. We're going to get Charlie on the podcast hopefully next week, but I don't know when the last time he acted or not. I didn't even have that discussion with him. I just, from the first time you, me and Charlie sat down at, at APM, and read the scene. I, cold read. There was no concern. I was like, okay, we're blessed and this is going to be great. But did you sense any nerves from him at all? Or no, no, no yeah. not at all. I mean, we, it was a big scene we did yeah. yesterday. We did a three and a half, I, almost four I page pretty much scene. bet that he probably did have some nerves, though, and you haven't done it in a while. But Do you guys I know for a guy like Charlie, it's like putting on an old shoe. It's just feels once you start doing it it's easy once you lace them up yeah lace them up you guys have blades. nerves ever when you're doing it yeah to be honest i told you guys i got a little nervous for this one because you got your money out there and ted's got his but you know i just care more if you, the more you care the more nervous you get. well i mean we're so all in this your car's in it my car's in it now i've my stayed in four in different it. hotels well you I told me today home. that was the craziest thing because ted foxman whose house we're shooting at tomorrow beautiful house has a beautiful guest house i said you can stay there you said you're you're staying at the hotel I said, Jesus, this budget is rising. And you said, you're paying for your own yeah, hotel. Dylan wants, so he wants SpectraVision. That's why he's going to SpectraVision. He wants SpectraVision. <laughs> 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 1999 <laughs> <laughs> He'll be watching it till, till call time Dude, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You can get better stuff on your phone nowadays. <laughs> there is something awesome, though, about going, uh, you know, even yesterday. We finished yesterday at whatever time. I and gotta like, go home, dude. What time is it? What, what, what's <laughs> no, going on like, right now? I really loved, uh, like, going to dinner after the set. I haven't been on a set, like, seven years until this. And now year. you're podcasting wow. between setups. How's that for Twitter? I can't believe you're doing what you're doing. Do you see the energy on me? I'm energized. No, I, I think it's good for you. I think it gives you, right, sitting around behind the monitor watching them light is not going to help you. No. I, uh, but last night when I got home, um, the day was so amazing yesterday. I couldn't go to sleep. And not because I was stressed, because I was yeah. just like, I just want this to keep going. And, you know, even on Entourage, there were so many times where I'm like, I just want this to end. I mean, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I love you guys. But there were so many, you know, we, we dealt with a lot of uh, things. And, and some of those things weren't that great. And it makes the experience not great, which sucks. And I feel like right now. We've eviscerated, I believe, any of the egos and any of the bullshit that we're going to deal with. And we just have an amazing group that every day people seem to, like, want to be here and hang out. And, you know, yesterday, I've never had this in 20 years. Mike, our sound guy, said... Uh, you really were moved by the sound guy. It wasn't that I was moved by it. It was that he said to me, he goes, that scene with Charlie and Martin, he's like, that fucking hit me right here. And it's not, again, it's not about me at all i don't care it's like watching these two guys forgetting the acting which is incredible hopefully the script is we all have such history with them and i think like some of my favorite father son scenes ever uh field of dreams wall street you know whatever else he just really felt it i think everybody felt it yesterday gary goldman looked at me in the middle of the scene like you know like oh fuck and and, and it's still funny though there's still really yeah. funny stuff so kylie oh, just checked no. out by the way did you see that he just <laughs> checked out lost when you were just rambling on rambling on huh there we go uh, <laughs> so how'd you feel about that last scene that we did which you know we just got good i mean I, I i really sometimes feel like these are the toughest times when you're acting and 
it's that last shot of the day and you're tired. You still have to get up that energy. But, uh, you know, you always pull together. You make it happen. So I said to you, though, uh, which we have on the podcast, I said I want bigger energy. And you said you were playing something. So were you playing, playing something be- or was there a lack uh, of energy? I was. Yeah. And I can't really – I don't want to give it away – but yeah. So do you feel I made the right call or you feel like Yes, I think <laughs> No, I, I think it's the do right call. Do you feel that Doug made the right call? Okay. No. Yeah, I do. I, I I think it is the right call. I just But said, there are two ways to play. Of course there are. Yeah, Cuz you know the the situation which I can't explain right yeah. now, but yeah. There's a murder. You know, let's uh, just say that. There's a let's murder. Just say, there was something behind what I said that was not true in the scene. Yeah. So I just, I have to play the scene. I might, a better have, fucked actor. I might have fucked you up. And what I said to uh, Conley off. Well, as a podcast listener, I'm confused right now. You are? <laughs> yes. yes. I think you're exhausted. You look confusing. like you you should not be driving right now. You look away. like you just collapsed. Driving. But uh, so you I don't know. You have a Grippuccino <laughs> before? I mean, I just directed a 12-hour day with some masterful actors, and I'm like ready to fucking keep going. I'll shoot right through the day. And Gary Goldman well, is looking at me. Are, you, are we ready? Are we ready? We're ready? producer Gary Goldman. We're ready. All right. All right. We're ready. That wraps up Victory the Podcast. I guess I don't know when we're coming back, but somehow, I don't know, if we got to put him in a bag, we're getting Charlie Sheen get on Charlie. the podcast. John, so. John McGinley said he'd do one, too. So. Ooh, right there. When, we wrap, when we wrap up, we'll get him in here fresh. Let him focus on the material. Conley, yeah. last thing I'll say, but Conley was annoyed because, uh, you know, I, I came over to the guys. I wanted a picture in front of the smokehouse sign. I thought it was cool, and I liked my souvenir photos. You I lied. lied. I did. Well, you said that, the only dragged... way we were able to get the smokehouse is yeah. if we take, if we a take picture. the picture. You dragged Charlie like, out. I did not bro. drag you Charlie out. out. You dragged Charlie out of his trailer, and Charlie said, oh, no big deal. I'm just working on tomorrow's scene. <laughs> <laughs> so they're yeah. literally, literally. Producer Ted Foxman dragged him out of the trailer. Dragged Charlie out who's working on tomorrow's scene to take a picture. I feel bad. I feel bad about that. But I was not trying to do that. Anyway, we'll be back. Victor, the podcast. Let's go shoot this.